listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. Mary. I'm the wife of Joseph, and ours is a story of obedience. I and a few others am here today to talk to you about the men in our lives. I married Joseph, or should I say he married me. See, we had a prearranged marriage to some degree, but I was so afraid after the angel of the Lord appeared to me and told me I was pregnant with the Savior of the world, and his name was to be Jesus. I mean, men, dads, how many of you would believe your fiance or daughter if she came to you and said, I'm pregnant and the Holy Spirit did it? So when I told Joseph of my experience, I could see the skepticism in his eyes. He was very quiet. All he said was, Mary, this sounds pretty crazy. Why you? Why me? Well, He came back a couple days later and said an angel appeared to him and told him the same thing. And he would marry me. I was so relieved. How many men would be willing to take this on? Men, can you imagine the pressure, the responsibility of being the earthly father to the king of kings? I remember once we lost Jesus, we were traveling in a large group when we realized we left him in the last city. Joseph and I hurried back to look for him. Joe kept saying, I can't believe we lost the King of Kings, the Messiah. What was God thinking when he chose us to raise this child? And that was the question we often asked ourselves. We were nothing special. We weren't upper class rich or well-educated, just ordinary people. But we were obedient. I guess that's all God was asking for. How many of you men today feel like God has asked you to do something, and in your own mind you're thinking, why me? I can't do that. Well, isn't that the key? God never asked it asked us to do something we can accomplish in our own strength. It's God's power, his ability which will allow you to lead your family into the promises of God. This task of being a godly father and or spouse, godly man, is a big responsibility. No different than we were called to raise the son of the Most High. And like Joseph, you will many times feel like you're failing. Like God must have made a mistake asking you to parent, there surely had to be a better choice. That's when you have to lean into God and his wisdom and power and stop listening to the voice of the accuser. Stop focusing on your limitations and know God has equipped you to do whatever he called you to do. Remember, you don't have to be perfect. We all make mistakes. You just have to be willing to step out in faith and obedience. Men, if my Joseph was here, he would tell you, it's worth it. Men, the rewards outweigh the hardships. You can do all things through Christ, for he is your strength. 
Men, rise up and be the head of your family. Be the leader he anointed you to be. I know you can. Your wife, your children, your nieces and nephews, your grandkids, we believe in you. We are counting on you. The world out there needs to see godly leadership. God is in you and has equipped you. Time to learn who you are in Christ. Follow him and your family will follow you. God bless and thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Eve. I am from Adam. God created both of us. We were his first of humanity, created especially to enjoy wonderful intimacy with him. In a way, all of you are my progeny. And so today, I am going to speak to you as a mother. Have any of you ever felt like you've really blown it? Maybe not even once, but over and over and over, and that there's no way back? That what you've done is so bad that not even God is interested in you anymore? Have you ever felt backed into a corner and out of fear said, it's not my fault, it wasn't me? Well, of course you have. We all have to some degree. Today, I want to tell you my story. And it is my hope that my story will be an encouragement to you. In the beginning, everything was wonderful. There, were, there was beauty everywhere, everywhere we looked, everything we felt, anything that we desired was there. There was nothing but happiness, contentment, and joy. And the best part, the absolute best, was that every day we got to spend time with the Lord himself. We were as close to him as the person sitting next to you. I didn't think it could get any better, and I was content. One day, while walking in the garden, I came upon a serpent, and he began speaking to me, asking questions. Was I sure I was satisfied? What did I really want? Well, I didn't know what to say. And then he began telling me what I wanted. 
Before I knew it, it was all making sense. Of course I wanted more. Of course I wanted wisdom. Of course I wanted to be more like God. He was everything to us. And I wanted to be even closer to him. In my excitement, I didn't even think that we had been warned not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, the, certain, the serpent assured me I didn't have to worry about that. For goodness sakes, God would even approve. I was so excited. I pulled that fruit. I went to find my husband. I couldn't wait to share it with him. You're not going to believe this, I said. This will bring us everything we could even want to be even closer to the Lord. We will know everything. I expected something wonderful to happen. But as soon as that flesh touched our mouths, I knew we had made a horrible mistake. Everything changed. We changed. I can't even describe what it was like, but it was like an invasion of our very beings. Our thoughts changed, the way we saw things changed, the way we saw each other. We were both terrified. The only thing we could think to do was, was try to get away from it. And so we ran and we ran and we ran and could not get away from what was happening because it was happening inside us. Finally, we hid ourselves under some bushes. I remember curling up into a ball and just wishing I could disappear. And then we heard his voice. I wish I could tell you that everything was wonderful then at that point, but it wasn't. But I can tell you this. God did not change. Even in the midst of everything that we had done, he still loved us. He still provided for us. He still had a hope and a plan for not only us, but for all who would come from us. So if you are here today thinking, I have messed it up so big, so much, so many times, I can never go back. You can. You can. Because on that fateful day, God also made a promise to all who would come from us, sending one who would crush the head and defeat death once and for all. That has made the way available back to the Father.
Before I leave, I would like to say just a couple things more. When God created me and presented me to Adam, Adam named me Isha. He said, I'll call her Isha, for out of Ish she has come. Now the words Ish and Isha in the original written language mean man and woman. But they mean a little bit more than that. It also includes strength, dignity, nobility. My dears, you were made in this image of God. So I would speak to my sons. You were born into a noble race in the image of the Lord. And I encourage you to lead in the strength and the dignity that he has provided for you. Seek him out, seek his heart. He will teach you to lead. And to my daughters, with the birth of my first son, Adam named me Eve, bearer of life. Daughters, whether or not you have ever born a child, you have the ability to bring forth life. You have the strength in you to either hinder the strength and leadership in the men in your life or to build it up. Daughters, choose to build. You are all living your own story. And I encourage you to live that story in the dignity, in the strength, in the nobility, and in the life and promise of God. Thank you. My name is the prodigal son. Actually, I have a other name. It's very long and hard to pronounce and has a in it. So I usually avoid trying to pronounce it and just go with prodigal son. You probably know my story. I was never the perfect child. I was always the black sheep of the family. I always seemed to mess up at every step, and my brother, older brother, always seemed to have everything right. And so I finally said, forget this. I'm out. I'm done. I'm leaving. So I asked my father for my inheritance. 
Now, if you've ever asked your parent for your inheritance before they're dead, it's kind of awkward uh, to ask them for something that normally you get later on. But he did. He agreed to it. And so he gave me my portion. I left home. I was free. I could go and do what I wanted to do. I could escape my brother and my father. And so I went to the biggest city I could find. I had a great time, too. I had friends and things, and, and I, I saw places, and by the time it was all said and done, I didn't know what year it was. But when I was out of money, when I no longer had anything, my friends all left me. I was without. I had nothing. And so I got a job feeding pigs. Do you know what it's like to feed pigs? If you do, then you understand what it's like. When you're so hungry, you have to eat what they're eating. Because they didn't pay me enough. I just sleep with them, eat with them. I would lay in bed at night, or what I called a bed, and dream about what my father gave his servants. They were well fed, they were taken care of, they had a roof over their heads, they were rich to me. And so I made my choice, I said, I'm done. I'm gonna go to my father's house and ask to just be his servant, just to serve him, not even to, not even to be his son again, but to be considered one of his servants, the lowest of the low in his estate. So I set off. I headed out. I didn't have much to pack. All I had was the clothes I was wearing. It was a long journey home. You know, you go through scenarios in your mind. You think about what you're going to say, what your dad would say back, and then you think about what you would say to that, and then you think of other options. But all the options I thought of, my father was mad, he was angry, he was upset with me, he despised me, he thought I was the worst. Every scenario I had. So... To say I was nervous would be an understatement. So when I finally got to the top of the hill on the road to my father's estate and I'm looking over it, I froze. I was wondering if I could even go through with it. I thought, oh, my father's going to hate me, my brother's going to be right. That'd be horrible. What am I doing? And then I saw my father look up at me, squint his eyes, put his hand over his eyes. And then he started running at me. I was terrified, still frozen, didn't know what to do. 
And when he reached the top of the hill, I thought I was going to get it. And instead, he throws his robe off of himself and he says, You're alive! My son is alive! He loved me. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't on the, the radar of things in, in my life, walking up that hill that I was expecting to hear from my father, but alive. And to hear love. He walked me down the hill and said, we are going to feast tonight. Kill the fatted calf, let's get it on the barbecue and let's do this thing. I wasn't expecting that. I probably smelled horrible, like the road and pigs and a great many other things. But he didn't care, he never, he never let me go. I was home. I was clean and I was fed. But most of all, I was loved and loved by my father. My brothers in Christ, maybe you're out there this morning and you feel lost. You feel like an orphan in some ways. Or maybe you just feel too unworthy to ask God for his help and forgiveness. Men, maybe you feel at a loss, you've been hurt, wounded. You're feeling like you could never measure up. Here's the good news. God doesn't care. He loves you. He wants to bring you into his kingdom. He wants to love you unconditionally and completely. He is the perfect father. We've all had fathers and confrontations thereof, but God is the perfect father. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants to bring you in and hold you tight. He's actively pursuing you. You are his son. You don't have to be perfect to be a part of the kingdom of God. You don't have to be perfect to be his son. You just have to accept his love. His total, complete, unconditional, unwavering, casting out fear love. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.